Chapter 24 Expediency Verse 7 And Elijah came to Damascus, and Ben-Hadid the king of Syria was sick. And it was told him, saying, The man of God has come hither. And the king said to Hazel, Take a present in thine hand, and go, meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? So Hazel went to meet him and took a present with him, even every good thing of Damascus, forty camels burdened, and came and stood before him, and said, Thy son Ben-Hadid, king of Syria, hath sent me to thee, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? And Elisha said unto him, Go, say unto him, Thou mayest certainly recover. Howbeit the Lord hath showed me this day, he shall surely die. He settled his countenance steadfastly, until he was ashamed, and the man of God wept. And Hazel said, Why weepeth my Lord? And he answered, Because I know the evil that thou wilt do unto the children of Israel. Their strongholds wilt thou set on fire. And the young men wilt thou slay with the sword, and wilt dash their children, and rip up their women with child. And Hazel said, But what? Is thy servant a dog, that he should do this great thing? And Elijah answered, The Lord hath showed me that thou shalt be king over Syria. So he departed from Elisha came to his master, who said to him, What said Elijah to thee? And he answered, He told me that thou should surely recover. And it came to pass on the morrow that he took a thick cloth and dipped it in water and spread it on his face so that he died. And Hazel reigned in his stead. Second Kings chapter 8, 7-15 through 15. The presence of Elijah in Syria should not surprise us. God had called Israel, not for its own sake, but for his purposes, and it was required to be a missionary people. To the extent to which this task was fulfilled appears in Psalm 87, and in Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 32 and 33. In Jonah, we see another instance of this same mandate. The king, Ben-Hadid, son of the god Hadid, was very seriously ill. He ordered a close aide, Hazel, to go to Elisha, quote, the man of God, unquote, and to ask, quote, shall I recover of this disease, unquote? Hazel was to take with him 40 camels carrying gifts. According to the custom of the time, this was an ostentation and an honor, even more than a gift. One small gift per camel was not uncommon. The parade of camels attracted notice and did honor to the recipient. We are not told Elijah accepted these gifts, especially since verse 11 in Moffat's paraphrase reads, quote, As he spoke, 
the man of God's face became rigid with horror. Absolute horror. Then he burst into tears. End quote. Elijah had no desire for bond with Hazal. Elijah said, Tell the king he shall recover, knowing Hazel intended to say so in any case. But then he added, quote, He shall surely die. End quote. Hazel's presence before Elisha was a reminder of Elisha's calling many years earlier. Elijah, in declaring Elisha to be his successor, had declared that Elisha would appoint Hazel to rule Syria and to bring judgment on Israel. Now Elisha had before him a man who was preparing to seize the throne, and Hazel, whom Elijah had predicted, would do so. Hazel was then told what he would do to Israel. Burn its strongholds, kill its youth, dash out the brains of small children, and rip open pregnant women. Now it was Hazel's turn to react in horror. Quote, but what? Is thy servant a dog that he should do this great thing? End quote. There is no reason to doubt Hazel's sincerity in this answer. He was a cultured gentleman of the court, not a hoodlum or a criminal. Hazel's indignation was real, but he did not know himself. Only the Lord do we know ourselves as sinners and our great capacity for self-justification. Hazel's self-justification was an easy one. First, Syria faced a great foreign threat, Assyria. Sooner or later, the terrifying Assyrian advance would be resumed, and Syria's life would be threatened. Second, Syria had a very sick king who held all the power, but was incompetent in that, in his illness, he could neither rule effectively nor act militantly. Third, given the king's trust in Hazel, it was likely that Hazel was an able and competent man. Thus, it was easy for Hazel to see that, logically, Syria, quote, needed, unquote, him. To kill a trusting king was a sad act. But for Hazel, the circumstances made it the lesser of evils. Scripture, however, does not affirm man's reasoning or logic. Our motives can be the most suspect when we believe that they are most noble if we are not in obedience to God's law word. The Bible declares, first of all, that we are sinners, that, quote, there is none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, end quote. Romans 3, 10, and 23. Second, we are not sinners in any abstract sense. We are sinners because we are rebels against God and His Word. The tempter's words of cynicism concerning God's law echo in the hearts of all Adam's seed. Quote, Yeah, hath God said? End quote. Genesis 3, verse 1. Third, we are would-be gods and lawmakers who seek to defy ourselves and our will as law. Genesis 3, verse 5. 
Hazel used a wet blanket to suffocate the king. It left no visible mark and made the king's death seem like to be a result of the natural causes. With this step, Hazel entered into the world of expediency. The fundamental law of Rome from its earliest days was this. The welfare of the people is the highest law. What constituted the public welfare was something which the rulers alone determined. In terms of this, in time, no evil became impossible for the Roman state. And no one evil after another was seen as a virtue and a higher law. This was true of Hazal. Note the crimes predicted by Elijah. First, Elijah said that Hazal would murder the king. This meant control of Syria. Second, he would destroy Israel's strongholds, apparently all those aimed at protection against Syria. Earlier rulers had often sought an alliance. Now Hazel planned a very radical conquest and absorption. Third, the young men of Israel would be executed. This would eliminate the Israelite military class in order to prevent a future rebellion. The country would then be left with only old men, old women, young girls. Fourth, women who were pregnant would be ripped open to kill them and any possible sons. This would leave the non-pregnant women free to be taken by Syrians to breed more Syrians. Step by step. In terms of national offense and a pragmatic perspective, Hazal became the very dog or monster he had despised. Without the fixed limits of God's law, expediency and pragmatism will govern men and lead them from evil to evil. We either grow from strength to strength in the Lord or by its compromise with our reasoning and our logic we become we either grow from strength to strength in our lord or by compromise with our reasoning and logic we become that which we have once despised and called debased if we are not servants of god who believe and obey his every law word we become our own lawmakers justifying one evil after another in terms of expediency. Why did Elijah say what he did? Did he give Hazel ideas? The fact that Hazel came to Elijah with his plan in mind, it was executed on the following day at an opportune moment. Elijah spoke to bring self-realization to Hazel. As the years passed, with each step that Hazel took, his own words to Elijah were in memory to haunt him. Quote, Is thy servant a dog? End quote. This remark can only be appreciated if we understand the place of dogs in his day. Dogs were the scavengers of cities. Among other things, they were the ready customers of... Among other things... They were the ready consumers of feces, thereby cleaning up the walled city. Until the communists created famines led to the eating of family dogs in China, one of the functions of the dog was to be called to wipe the baby's buttocks clean 
by eating and licking up the feces. According to the American doctor's statement to me, because a dog's tongue is one of the cleanest things in nature, no Chinese babies had buttock rashes or infections. This is what dogs were as Hazel and Elijah knew them. Not house pets, but scavengers and feces eaters. Hence, Hazel's shocked words, quote, Is thy servant a dog? End quote. Events were to prove what he was, and he himself, not Elijah, had just best described himself. We can understand, therefore, Elisha's horror, so well conveyed by Moffat, at what Hazal would become. Hazal had been ordained by God to judge Israel, 1 Kings chapter 19, 14 through 18. Judgment would also come to Israel from within Israel in the form of Jehu. Israel, while nominally given to Jehovah worship, had so compromised it with religious currents of the time to make it impotent. More than that, God despised their synchronistic faith and refused to regard it as true religion. Rather, he saw it as offensive and evil, deserving of very radical judgment. Israel's religion was marked by pragmatism and expediency. It was to be judged by a man who was ruled by the same evil. <clears throat> 